Welcome to Women, Wine, and Leadership 2020 edition, where we are sharing strategies for you to work at your highest and best at work and in all of life. Because honestly, the whole world is better when you're a happier person. So sit down, grab a glass of wine, and join us for today's episode. Two loveliest sounds in the world are the sounds of a cork popping and the sound of a wine bottle pouring. Hey friends, can you believe it's not just a new year, it's a new decade. And yeah, I'm a day late. I was going to record this podcast yesterday and honestly, I was exhausted from staying up until one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't do that very often. My daughter reminded me, you know, when you stay up late, mom, you have to recover from that sleep deficit. It takes days. I think the older we get, the longer that sleep deficit takes uh, impact on our lives. But I, now that I've had some sleep, I feel this amazing inspiration I'm excited to share because, you know, I have a feeling if you're like me, you didn't accomplish everything in this um, decade that you had planned to accomplish. Maybe January 1, 2020 reminded you that some of the things that you thought would be complete have not yet taken place. And I just want to give you a little bit of hope. It's not about the the actual um, goal being accomplished, but it's about the progress you've made to the goal. I know the organization that I worked for in 2010 that had these big 2020 plans, they haven't actually hit that number but they've scaled the organization to be able to accomplish far beyond they ever did before. I know that uh, my whole outlook on life is about being bigger than one person because I partner with other people. I, I connect with other organizations and individuals who have skills beyond mine. So together we can catalyze something bigger. I love to work with organizations to create bigger minds in their people. In fact, my tagline has always been bigger minds, happier people, greater impact. And yeah, I'm not going to see that impact until I see more people impacted by this mentality that we have um, blown the cap off of our capability because we see everybody being a real um, valuable asset to the organization. I just spoke with a friend about some deep, deep work he has to do in his company because culturally they are recovering from a really demanding, overbearing, limited thinking chief leader. And he's coming in trying to help people understand, I will listen to you and I do value your opinion. People are slow to, to take that Seriously, because they're actually experiencing PTSD from toxic leadership. And if that that line actually riles something in your spirit, it's good. Because if you recognize that you have toxic leadership in your organization, number one, that doesn't mean that you leave. It could mean that you are one of the change agents that will bring about lasting transformation in your culture. But number two, it's also just a reminder that we are all humans trying to make our way in the world. 
And those people who are limited in their thinking will not progress as fast as the rest. Um, I used to think, boy, if I'm in a toxic organization, I need to leave that organization and go somewhere else. And sometimes that turns out to be true. Other times it turns out to actually slow down progress. You might be more a part of the change that your organization needs than you can imagine. I talked to another woman last week who realized something about her leadership that was really instrumental to the growth of the organization. And this realization that she had in her particular department um, sparked a conversation with the CEO. And, you know, in a lot of cases, when you blow the whistle on bad leadership, you end up getting in trouble. In this case, the CEO listened and the the person at hand was fired and, and they actually made forward progress. It's an amazing realization to me that we can't sit around waiting for someone else to do something when we see something wrong. She took action. The CEO took action. The The person was removed from the situation and they actually have a chance of improving a culture that was going in a toxic direction. I was part of another brainstorming organization uh, with an organization a few months ago where they were talking about changes that needed to happen and the conversations that needed to take place in order for things to move in the direction that they wanted for the organization. And I asked, what really needs to change for this to take place? What, what, what are the things that, that have to be different tomorrow than they are today? And the, the response was really amazing to me. They said, we need to stop talking about they. We need to realize that we are they. And you know who they is. When are they going to do something about it? When are they going to fix it? When, when people in an organization realize that every single one of us is they, then we really have a chance to create a culture for success. Now, with that backdrop, I want to introduce to you five indicators that you are in your sweet spot. Because honestly, sometimes when we find ourselves in a toxic situation, we really do need to leave. And I would never advocate that you just leave because you don't like the way somebody's running something. You need to have a plan. And I'm all about strategies. You know I'm all about strategies. So um, five indicators that you are in your sweet spot. And if any one of these is not in place, then it's time for you to create a strategy to leave. Not to resign tomorrow. Hear me out. But to partner with someone who's going to help you create a strategy. Because um, you need to be in a place where you're making a valuable contribution to the the health of an organization and making really meaningful change in the world. So let's see if these five indicators are working in your life. Number one, your inspiration is clear. Inspiration from a source of wisdom, creativity, energy. I call him God, have a conversation every day. Um, Really, I kind of stay like in constant conversation. It's like having a Bluetooth connection with the creator of the universe. It just works out for me that way. If you've ever seen Queen Latifah in Last Holiday, you know how she's always looking up at the sky going, "What are you talking about? How did how did you how did you do that?" 
<laughs> I feel like that sometimes because um, I like that connection open all the time. I don't want to have to dial and hang up again. Um, I know nobody has dialed a phone since the 80s, so that, that analogy probably doesn't work anymore. But um, that connection with the inspiration, the source of inspiration, your source of wisdom or your your um, infinite um intelligence, whatever it is that you call it, that line needs to remain open. And you need to know that you're receiving inspiration and be able to bounce ideas off of that source of inspiration and feel in your spirit whether that's actually working. And I know that sounds weird in a leadership development context because nobody talks about the spirit of our leadership except me and a few people who I've discovered along the way who are like-minded collaborators in this in this endeavor to get people to be thinking more holistically about what true leadership looks like. So number one, is your inspiration clear? That source, that connection really open all the time. Number two, is your vision clear? Do you know where you're going? I don't mean what you're doing today. I mean, ultimately, when you've accomplished what you're setting out to accomplish, what does it look like? What are the indicators that you've actually succeeded? And you, there's no way for you to keep moving in that direction if those indicators aren't clear. You need to paint a clear picture. You need to measure your progress against that picture, that vision, every day. So these things need to be specific and measurable. Is your vision clear? Number three, I think this is really important, probably more yeah, more important than the other two in a way, because if your inspiration is not clear, if your vision is not clear, it's almost guaranteed that you will not have the energy to accomplish what you're setting out to do. And a lack of energy is an indicator that you're going in the wrong direction. Now, sometimes a lack of energy is an indicator of sleep, lack of, a lack of sleep. Uh, but think about it. If you're energized and really set on a purpose, it's going to be easy for you to curate energy even if you're not getting the rest that you normally get because that energy comes from a, a different source altogether. I have a friend who has an amazing capacity to like write books. She just cranks them out. She goes, well, Donna, when the inspiration is there, I just, I just keep writing. My hand just keeps moving. I can't stop. And so that's what I'm talking about. When you feel energy, you know, you're in your sweet spot. You know, you're in your flow. When you're not feeling energy, or if you're feeling like you just need a nap all the time, pay attention to that too. I finally decided when we found out at the last minute that we were going to get this all expenses paid trip to California to stay at the beach for five days. Um, at first I thought, no, there's too much work to do. And then I realized, well, what's so important that I can't take five days off with my family? So uh, I, I actually conceded to, to come and take the trip, but not only take the trip, to leave my computer at home and literally rest. And I have slept in till 10 or 11 every day this week. This is not my mode of operation. People who know me know that I get to bed at nine and I'm up by five. I have a regular schedule, but this week I just flushed the plan and I decided 
I'm going to play. I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to be um, operating by anybody else's um, uh, plan or strategy. Um, and, you know, it's been really good. I can't tell you how good it feels to be free to flush the plan. And that energy that comes from the, not only the sleep, but the, the break in my routine actually feeds my productivity. I do believe that when I hit it on Monday, when I get back, I'm going to have so much more creative energy because I took this time to rest. So pay attention to energy. If you are not finding that you have the energy to be creative or to execute the plan that you've already made, then you just need to, to, to ask yourself, what's so important that I can't take time out? Number four, synchronicity. Now, this is hard to measure. You have to really be paying attention. But I know that I'm doing what I'm created to do. I know that I'm in the flow with my purpose. When I have synchronistic conversations or discoveries, anything that, that comes along my path without force or planning that confirms in me that I'm on the right path. Okay, here's a good example. In my yoga, personal yoga practice about a year ago, I was in my um, flow. I do this vinyasa style yoga. And the song came on my playlist that was talking about new wine. And I actually had a, an emotional moment where I, I realized this is what God wants people to understand that in the crushing, in the pressing of life, we have the capacity to be crushed or to realize that we're in process of making something far more beautiful and useful than we ever imagined. That new wine comes from the crushing of the choice grapes. The winemaker doesn't pull grapes that are old and, and rotted or pruny. The winemaker pulls the best grapes and then crushes them and presses them. And that soil um, that those grapes are grown in, it may have had its own flaws, but if you surrender the soil, that the flawed background, the, the, the rocks and the, um, the seeping um, waste from nearby, um, whatever, we're, we're getting way too far into the analogy. If we surrender that to the process and realize that everything can be useful in creating new wine in our lives, wow, okay, I'm really getting off track here, but what I'm saying is this, this analogy is so strange, but so clear to me. I created a women's leadership development retreat based on this new wine philosophy of leadership development. And um, not too long after I started marketing my retreat, I found out that this uh, really great guy, pastor that I re respect and admire a lot, came out with a book on crushing. He's using the same uh, winemaking analogy to talk about how to turn the crushing life into new wine, how to turn it into victory. And, and that was synchronistic. That was a message to me from the universe that I'm onto something good. And I'm telling you, uh, everyone who's come to my retreat has said, you're on to something good. And so you need to come to the next retreat. Okay, synchronicity, watching for things that come alongside 
people who come in and agree with you in a very unprecedented way. Um, things you read, things you see on TV, see in movies, watch for synchronistic agreement that you're on the right path. And number five, harmony. Now, this might be out of character if you've been in my retreat because you know that harmony is one of the five characteristics of a one that we look for in our leadership characteristics. Harmony is your ability to work in harmony with other people. But I'm not just talking about the workplace. I mean, we can talk about emotional intelligence and, and how you can harmonize with other personalities in an organization. But I want to talk about harmony at a higher level. When you're in flow with what you're created to be and do, you will be in harmony with your spouse, with your kids. You're not going to get upset as easily at small things because you know you're in the flow. And as soon as I find myself out of harmony with my husband, out of harmony with one of my kids, I stop and ask, what is not working in my life right now? Why in the world is there a break in the harmony in our family? And I stop and fix it. I just know that there's no way, there's nothing great enough or big enough in my life that I can call a success if I'm not successful at home. Now that my dog pretty much loves me no matter what, all the time, but my kids don't. Um, I mean, they do, they really do, but sometimes they don't express it that way. I have found that I have to pursue harmony in order to feel like my whole life is, is in flow. And without the harmony, I can't, I can't call whatever I'm doing a success. And yeah, that's, that's complex because humans, you know, are human and especially in a workplace where you have a lot less control, boy, creating harmony is hard when everyone is not surrendered to the same rules. I just encourage you to create harmony to the extent that you have the ability to and not let other people's disharmony impact your state of equanimity. I like that word. So I hope you like my five things. Do you have inspiration? Is your vision clear? Do you feel energy? Are you seeing synchronicity? Are you in harmony with the people who are important in your life? Check those things. And if those things aren't clear, get yourself somebody you can talk to about creating a strategy to get clear. So this can be not just a great year, but the, the beginning of a new decade and a new era of your own personal success. Love you. I'm so glad that you took a minute to sit and sip your wine. My, my friend um, flew us out here because he said he has too much wine to drink and he needs our help. So I'm gonna go excuse myself and take advantage of some of these Santa Cruz vineyards. I'll let you know what I think. Check my wine palettes for the labels that impress me the most. I'll, uh, I'll let you know what's going on in the Santa Cruz wine scene. Take care, we'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year. I'm so glad you joined us. If you're really curious more about the wines we talk about on Women, Wine, and Leadership, go to Pinterest 
Donna Carlson 360 and check out my wine palace. It's so much fun to see the labels that I've collected over the years. And if you're just curious to know about what 360 Life Strategies can do to help you solve your people problems, go to 360lifestrategies.com and you can find out more about my coaching, training, and customer treats. I want to help you to live your best life and bring your best life to your work and to everyone in your life. Because honestly, together we can create bigger minds, happier people, and greater impact. Until next time. Thank you.